0: Welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast, Broadcasting Joy. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you will enjoy it. I hope it will serve your joy, your happiness. So, what do we want to talk about in this episode? I reckon, I reckon we'll start with judgment. Right. So, I would like to present you some insight that will make it more likely... That the willingness to release judgment will arise okay because we assume that we have free will so if judgment is arising it's because it has been chosen there's nothing wrong with that but let's not make it other than what it is <laughs> um, everyone has free will we are what we choose to be very simple so that's the first starting point I mean that's a big realization for most people <laughs> It sure sure was for me. Um, It's a big realization. So, where does judgment come from? Right, let's look at, like, an event. Let's say there's something that occurs in the world. Uh, Let's take something that's real. uh, Corona. Coronavirus. And we say, oh, that's awful. Oh, it's an awful thing. It's an awful thing. So, what? What is that? Where is that coming from? I mean... Is it awful? Is it actually awful? Or in the radical sense, in the radical truth of it, isn't it not just what it is? There's just something that occurred. Certain conditions have obviously led up to that which is occurring now, which we call coronavirus. <laughs> and those conditions in place have resulted, manifested, whatever word you want to use, it doesn't matter. They resulted in this Corona outbreak. Now, is that awful, or is it just what it is? So, awful is a label; it's a judgment. To say something is awful, say something is horrendous, say something is amazing, say something wonderful. These are—they're all judgments; they're labels coming from a certain perspective. But. When the totality is seen, then there is no need for a label, no need for a judgment. So, you know what's popping into mind right now, just before we get into the totality stuff, sorry, I just drank my coffee, um, is there's that proverb of the Chinese farmer. I'm going to try say it as best I can. Alan Watts says it really good. Um, you can type in Alan Watts, Chinese farmer on YouTube. It's like five minutes or four minutes, something. It's really good. But I'll just speak from memory. So, there's a farmer. Chinese farmer, dude. And, one day, his son goes out. No, 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 here we go, here we go, here we go. So, one day, uh, a flock, (laughs) we'll call it a flock, a herd, whatever lots of horses are. Lots of horses come up to his farm. Some wild horses come, and he's like... Wow, so he's now got all these new free horses that came. Amazing, right? So amazing, so wonderful. So the villagers come to this farmer and they say, Wow, you've got all these new horses. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? And he says, maybe. And then the next day, his son, his son is out there herding the horses and taming one when he falls and he breaks his leg. Oh my goodness, oh how awful, his son has broke his leg. The villagers, they come to him and they say, Oh my goodness, isn't it so awful, your your, uh, your, 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 son came and uh, your son broke his leg, isn't that awful? And he says, maybe. And the next, let's say, uh, winter pass comes, cometh, and the soldiers come. They come and they come to recruit for the war. But his son, his son is... Has a broken leg, so he can't be recruited for the war, and so he's not recruited because of this broken leg. And the villagers come and they say, "Oh my goodness, how wonderful it is that your son, your son, that he wasn't recruited! Isn't that incredible?" And the and the, and the farmer says, "Maybe." <laughs> so you can get the point of this little story that I've shared from my memory. Don't know, it's pretty accurate. Should be relatively accurate to the story, but the point of it is that. Is it awful or is it wonderful it depends on how you look at it <laughs> is it awful you don't know because you can't really say something is awful or wonderful until you see the whole picture until you see to what comes of that what led to that what's gonna happen and you don't know so you can't say it either way in the case of the father you can't say that that's awful Oh, let's say when he broke his leg sure an event happened so let's generalize, right? An event happened. This His son broke his leg. And from the point of perception, from the po- point of emotional perception, limited perception, which is only able to perceive what's going on now, <laughs> um, you can't see the whole picture. You can't see the, the future, the total future and the total past. You can only see that moment. So from that point, <laughs> the, the villagers, they say, oh, how awful, you know, he broke his leg broke his leg and you can generalize this to any event corona oh how awful it's corona corona lots of people dying how awful how awful but then you can see that from that event um something else happened which wouldn't have happened because if that hadn't happened (laughs) and that event was him not having to go to enlist in the army and then the villagers come and they say that's wonderful but then who knows what that will lead to because you have to see all of it. You have to see the whole picture in order to make an accurate judgment. <laughs> in order to make an accurate judgment, you have to see the whole picture. And the thing is that when you see the whole picture, there's nothing to judge. Nothing is wonderful. Nothing is awful. Everything is just what it is. It's very obvious that everything merely is what it is. <laughs> it sounds like a bit of an absurd statement, but it's this is a very simple very powerful truth everything is what it is and to say something is awful to say something is wonderful is just a projection coming from a certain perspective and there's no need to have these we don't have to that's the realization here you don't have to have an opinion what that what is that what is it what is to say something's awful it's just an opinion coming from a certain perspective right well, guess what? You don't have to have an opinion about anything. I don't have to have an opinion about everything. We don't have to have any opinions if we don't want to. <laughs> that is an option that exists. It is an option that exists. Okay, because our society, we are taught to value opinions, free speech, everyone's opinion's very important. No it no it's not. When we're talking about joy in the context of joy and peace, opinions are not important. The only thing that matters is truth. Opinions don't mean squat. don't mean anything only truth means anything so we don't have to have an opinion about everything we don't have to have this constant dance this constant dance between awful amazing awful amazing you don't have to you don't have to you can just withdraw all projections all belief systems because that's what it is it's a belief system and you can just see things as they are and when you see things as they are you don't have to comment about it there's no need to comment commentary is an additional layer It's really actually a vanity. It's a vanity of the intellect to comment about absolutely everything. It's like, um, to understand what, what I mean by this. So when you have the soccer game, right? And, you know, everyone's watching the game and there's this game happening and everyone can see the game very clearly. And then on top of the game, on top of that, what do you have? You have the commentators. And the commentators, you know, they give you the background information. Or, mostly, it's just an entertainment show. The commentators are there to entertain, right? (laughs) They're very entertaining to listen to. So, there's this, there's what's happening, which is the soccer game itself. And then there's the commenting, or it might be footy, whatever sport it is. And then there's the additional layer of commenting, of the commentators, on top of that. And you can think of, it's the same thing with uh, judgments, with opinions. There's what's happening out there, There's what's happening in here. There's what's happening just full stop without even saying out there or in here. There's just what's occurring. The phenomena of life. And then there's the additional layer of commenting, of judging, of hypothesizing, trying to figure them out. So what is that? What is that additional layer? Well, in the same sense that a commentator comments for entertainment, so too are these commenting, this constant incessant judgment and opinionating and commenting about everything that's going on um what is that it's just entertainment that's what it is it's an entrancing entertainment that the we we get hooked by the entertainment right the human mind gets hooked by it gets hooked by it and doesn't even realize (laughs) that it's being entertained but it is that's why it's hooked. So, it's not like we're victims of the mind. We're not victims of streams of thoughts. We're not victims of opinions and judgments. We're hooked by the entertainment of it, by the satisfaction of it. We're hooked by it. And when you start to see that and you're honest with yourself, by just owning that fact, simply doing nothing else other than recognizing that about yourself, you begin to unhook the hookingness. <laughs> because it becomes less interesting you start to see it for what it is and you start to see that there's nothing to say about it right because like i've said if you see everything for what it is there's no need to comment about it it's just what it is same thing occurring with the thoughts you don't have to comment about the commenting (laughs) that's a a commenting about the commenting about the commenting judging the judgments that doesn't that's just an additional layer of entrancement (laughs) don't you don't have to go there you don't have to go there so it's all a bit absurd it's all a bit funny. There's nothing serious about it, Um, but that's what's going on here, and that's what's going on with judgment, right? Judgments, let's just recognize for this little wee episode, judgments are not necessary. Opinions are not necessary. Judgment is an opinion. Now, now that that's been said, right, first of all, let's make this practical. So if you look in your life, right, I'll give you like a little exercise you can do. This is nothing really you do, but a way you are. So just to clarify what this is, it's a way you are. I want to make these things practical, so let's do, let's 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 do this. Let's be this. <laughs> let's be this. Um, right, so when you start listening to this episode and you go about your life, just become be the observer. Observe everything from a non-attached viewpoint. So don't judge it, don't say it's good, don't say it's bad, don't do anything about it. You don't have to do anything. There's nothing to do. Just observe it. Now interestingly some people might think that they can't observe, that is not true because if you couldn't observe you wouldn't be aware <laughs> that you've got these uh, thoughts, you've got these problems that you're worrying about, so the fact that you're worrying about anything is a, is an indicator that you are very much capable of being the observer because you are the observer, <laughs> it's not that difficult, it is it is what you are, it is what you are, so just come to a non-attached place within yourself where you're just observing things, and it's all automatic, so it's all, it's all going to happen spontaneously and automatically, you don't have to think about it, there's nothing to think about, just do it, don't think about it, just be it, don't think about it. It'll automatically happen just by hearing certain things like these episodes, automatically as a recontextualization occurs, that is, things are seen, the meaning of things changes, the way you experience life changes just by hearing certain insights like these, which is really handy, like I've said, that's the point of these episodes. So there's a recontextualization that's going to occur after this listening to this episode. And once that all you have to do your task is to just observe and to notice how there's the there's 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 the silence of what's actually happening. So there's the just the silence of what's really happening out there whether it be a bowl going up and down whether it be people marching on the streets whether it be protesters whether it be a US elections coming up there's the There's the things as they really are. The silent events. Let's call them the silence events. And then what I want you to notice, what I invite you to notice, is then comes in that entertaining commentator. Oh, how awful this is and starting to ramble of all these stories. And notice that you're not a victim because you secretly love it. (laughs) There's the secret satisfaction of that entertainment. The way you can recognize this is to recognize that it's that same satisfaction that makes you interested in watching TV shows. Makes you, you know, you know how those TV shows, they have a really good, what do they do? What are the TV shows? How do they, how do they work you? How do they keep you entertained? It's the same way the thoughts work very conveniently. It's what I've noticed. So they hook you. So here's what, here's how they work. They do that emotional cir- circle, right? They make you feel all these things. They bring up all these feelings within you and you feel all these feelings, and you kind of, you get that juice out of it, you get that satisfaction of those emotions coming up, whether it be fear, you know, like horror stuff, whether it be um, sentiment, emotional sentiment, sentimentality, whatever, romance, whatever, whatever it is, they get you, you get, they they bring up those those feelings, and then you get that juice, you get that kick out of the feeling, so that's number one, how TV shows work, and then at the end of it, to keep you in, in, engaged in keeping, uh, for, to keep you further invested in it, so that the TV show can keep running, you can say is the same way as the thoughts keep you invested in thoughts, so that they can keep running. Because once the, once you're not aware of thoughts, then that, they're gone, right? They're gone. So they want to stay. Thoughts want to keep. They want to have energy. You know, they want to keep 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 being keep run, just like a TV show wants to stay on the air. TV, uh, the thoughts want to stay on the air. So how do they do that? Number one, they do that through the emotional hook. So no, just notice how you get that emotional hook. You don't have to do anything about it. It's really handy. Don't do anything about it. Just notice this thing. And as you begin to notice these things, they're going to begin to diminish as you start to understand it through your own um, experiential understanding. They will begin to diminish the attraction of these things. And then the second thing is they hook you. At the end, there has like a cliffhanger. There's a, there's a hook at the end. They leave you hanging, and they, why do you want to watch the next episode? Because of curiosity. Because of curiosity, you watch the next episode. Same thing with thoughts. (laughs) Because of curiosity, just sheer curiosity, you're like, yeah, but what's that about? Yeah, but what if? You know, what's what if? What if? What ifs have no reality. You recognize that they have no reality. Anything delving in the hypotheticals, the what ifs, it actually has no reality. Which means, what's, what's the point of it? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have a reality. <laughs> what's the point of worrying about it, thinking about it? Well, the curiosity. Curiosity. The curiosity and the emotional kickback. That's the point. It's purely it. It's quite narcissistic, but that's how it is. That's how the human condition is. So that's how There's no point judging it. <laughs> Remember, we're not interested in judgment. This whole thing is about letting go of judgment, releasing it. So, we don't have to judge ourselves for being narcissistic and wanting these kickbacks. We can just laugh at it. It's really funny. I think it's really funny. I see it as very funny. Um, When I see it in myself, I I just laugh at it. And if I notice any self-judgments, then I, you know, I laugh at those. (laughs) I laugh at those. I just observe them and they begin to fall away. I don't do anything about it. Anyway, so that's that's how thoughts hook you. That's how judgments hook you. That's how stories hook you. And the thing is, you don't have to do anything like I've said, but I just want to clarify that you really don't have to do anything. All you have to do is listen. And from listening, a certain understanding will come. And then from that understanding, things will get recontextualized and it'll become less and less interesting to go to where you went before. Um, So it becomes less and less interesting. But if we take this back Roll this back onto the topic of judgment. <laughs> this is where we started. So self-judgment. You know, we've been talking about events, but the same applies to yourself. You don't have to judge yourself. You simply are the way you are. Pull stop. You don't have to say good. You don't have to say bad. <laughs> you just are the way you are. <laughs> when you see that, you, you get out of the dualistic lens. Because when you're in that dualistic dance of good and evil... Good versus bad, it's such a mess. Oh my god, there's so much suffering from that. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is good, this is bad. So much suffering comes of it. So much entertainment, yes, so much entrancement, yes, but also so much suffering. So the way to 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 get out of it is by recognizing that that doesn't exist. That good and bad, they're just labels, they're perceptions coming from certain belief systems. In of themselves nothing is good, nothing is bad, everything is what it is, including yourself, you just are what you are, you don't have to put a label on it, even the things you consider character defaults in yourself are simply what they are, that's all they are, they just are what they are, and the thing is that when you stop labeling everything as bad and good, then it becomes a lot easier to start owning all the quote-unquote bad characteristics that you might express so all the hatred all the resentment all the guilt all the shame all this all the fear when you stop labeling it as bad and you see it that's it is what it is that's all it is nothing needed to be said about it other than that well from that viewpoint it's now you become a lot more gentle with yourself and judgment the a likelihood of judgment like i said at the start decreases And with the likelihood of judgment decreasing, the likelihood of you owning those characteristics about yourself increases, and you can only release something once you own it. So once you've owned it, then you can transcend it. But until you own it, you can't. So the way we transcend all these things is not by judging ourselves. So the way we transcend all the obstacles to being in a state of joy to being our most joyful, happy self, is not by judging ourselves for not being that way. Um, that doesn't help. What we do is we just own all, <laughs> all the things that aren't that way, and we hold ourselves a vision of ourselves. We, um, we just we hold it as valuable to be. To be our most joyous selves, in this way we can remove judgment. So rather than relying on judgment, we simply rely on value systems. We say that now I choose to value joy above everything else. So I don't have to judge myself for being afraid. I don't have to judge myself for feeling guilty. I don't have to judge myself for, shaming, for being ashamed of myself or for shaming others. I don't have to judge myself for it. I can just say that it's no longer in my value system to be that way. <laughs> it's just simply no longer valuable to me. And instead, I value, I've prioritized being my most joyful self. So now, it's simply a matter of choice. It's a matter of choice, not of kicking yourself, not of shaming yourself, not of guilting yourself, but it's simply a matter of choice. It's now you have simply made the decision to value being joyful. It's really that simple. So this is a way that you can um, short-circuit judgment. And move past it very quickly but recognizing that it's not a reality it's not a reality it's a it's an opinion fest (laughs) it's just a whole bunch of opinions that where are they coming from their opinions coming from a point of perception coming from certain belief sets and these have nothing to do with reality in reality everything merely is what it is and you are the way you are and if you want to be different then you don't have to kick yourself to be different you can just value something above um, above other things so you simply value being your most joyous self above being ashamed being guilty feeling fear above pride above desire you just value joy you just value joy and I want to make it clear that once you actually no, no no we'll stick to we'll stick to self-judgment self-judgment because I just want I want to drive this point home I want to drive this point home if you'd like anything clarified please you are welcome to go to the Facebook page and just comment underneath this release so the joyfulness broadcast comment what wasn't clear what you'd like a clarification episode on and I'll make it so if you want something <laughs> clarified just a comment and I'll make a video for you so I'll make an episode for you. That's pretty cool, huh? Pretty useful. But I can only do that if you let me know in the comments. So that's just before I finish up. And so lastly, I again just want to summarize. I want to summarize because we learn through familiarity. Familiarity. So self-judgment. If we focus, let's just focus on self-judgment to finish with. There's judging yourself. I want to put it this way because I like to put, you know, there's familiarity, but there's also saying things in different ways, um, which helps us learn. Another thing I'll say is that self-judgment is actually a vanity. It is, and it is a vanity, an intellectual vanity. Yeah. Who are you to judge yourself? <laughs> Who are you to judge yourself? What? What are you? Where? Is that judgment coming from? From what viewpoint is that judgment even possible? So, if you see that you are the way you are, but not only that, you are the summation of the totality of the past. So the whole past has to uh, had to unfold exactly as it did. For you to be exactly as you are now. The whole past has unfolded exactly as it did. If the past occurred any differently, then you would be very different. The butterfly effect, chaos theory, small... It's like, uh, think of it as the compass of a ship changes by 0.1 of a degree. It seems really small, right? But over a long period of time, that is millions and thousands thousands, millions, and billions of years, over a long period of time, that 0.1 of degree leads to a very different, very different destination. So the whole past had to unfold exactly as it did for you to be the way you are now. So who are you telling? What, are, what is that judgment coming from? Your When you judge yourself, you position yourself against the reality Of everything that has occurred in the past. And you're really saying that. It should have been different. That I should be different. Than what I am now. But the fact is that you're not. The fact is that everything has occurred as it has. And that you are the way you are now. And to say that you should be different. Even if this is you know. I'm somewhere. Even, regardless of what you think should be different, even if, if if you think it should be different, you know, if this is like guilt, oh, I shouldn't be so guilt, I shouldn't be so judgmental, I shouldn't be such a prick. Well, who's to say that? Who's to say that you shouldn't? You don't have to. Recognize, just, I, I would love, it'll be amazing if you can, like, <laughs> um, I don't want to sound like a prick. <laughs> Sometimes I sound like a prick, Um, which is something I got to work on. Without judging myself and kicking myself about for it. But if you can recognize that judgment itself is a is a vanity. Because you're saying that everything shouldn't have been as it is. Everything should be different. You, the little ego, the little intellect against the whole, whole universe. The whole of creation. <laughs> that's what's happening. When you say something shouldn't be the way it is. You position yourself against the totality, so you separate yourself from reality, it's a a subtlety, but judgment separates, separates, is a separation from reality, isn't it, I should have, should be different, should be, it's a separation, it's a hypothetical, I should be, well, you're not, (laughs) I'm not, we're not, we are the way we are, full stop, now does that mean we can't be different no no it means that we can be different out of free will without judgment which is the most joyous and peaceful thing there is (laughs) because if we try to make ourselves different through shame and guilt we straight away limit the power we have and we straight away position ourselves against reality and we lose a lot of power we lose a lot of our ability. To happily change ourselves. So you you still can change, but you just don't have to guilt about it. You don't have to judge yourself for being the way you are now. Which is amazing. So this is how understanding insight brings joy. Cause when you see things for what they are, when you see the subtlety that when you're judging anything, including yourself, you're dealing in a hypothetical realm that doesn't exist and you're positioning yourself against reality then you're like, oh, well, that's a bit foolish, that's a bit vain. <laughs> like, the intellectual vanity to, to, to do that is just part of the human condition. And there's no point in kicking ourselves about it. Instead, we just recognize how vain it is, how vain it is to say such a thing. And then we can laugh at it. We don't have to be ashamed of it. It's, I think it's very funny. I think it's very, <laughs> it's so hilarious. It's very funny, the vanity of the intellect which is just part of the human uh, condition. It's hilarious. You don't have to be ashamed of it. Pretty funny. And once you laugh at it, see, with a willingness to laugh, that comes out of owning something. Being ashamed of something comes from denying something. So rather than being, when you're ashamed of the intellectual vanity, you're actually denying it. You're denying it. When you own it and laugh about it, you're owning it and laughing about it. And when you own it, it's no longer running you. When you deny something, it still runs you. When you own it, there's no resistance to it. It is what it is. And you now have your awareness on it. For example, I am aware of certain things about myself, which could be called character defaults. And I am aware of them and I keep my eye on them because I have owned them. No, for me, vanity is a big, big, big part of it. Vanity. Spiritual. It's called uh, the spiritual ego. It's something that I'm aware of. And so I keep my eye on it. It's like my Achilles heel. So I just keep my eye on it. But if I denied it, then I couldn't keep my eye on it. It'd be running me from the shadows. So this is how we can live in joy. You don't have to be a saint. (laughs) You just just own things about yourself. (laughs) And that's all. You just be the way you are now. But the only difference is, you change your relationship to of how you view yourself and you see, I am what I am and I choose to be different. That's all. I choose to value something else. So if you'd like me to talk about, maybe I'll make a future episode about the value systems and value prioritizations. If you'd like that, maybe you can leave that in the comments. Would you like to hear about that? Was that clear? Would you like more explanation on that? More comprehension? I'll make another episode on that. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, it's been really fun to make, really insightful for myself, because, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm saying is uh, for the first time I'm hearing it, <laughs> so it's really cool uh, to, to just make these episodes and hear this stuff, and I can start to see, I just learn a lot of, about myself when I, um, when I make these episodes, so thank you very much for listening to them, I really appreciate it, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you Enjoy it. You can, if you'd like to help this podcast grow, what you can do is go to the uh, Apple Podcast and go to Joyfulness Broadcast and leave whatever star reviews you want, uh, whatever is honestly reflecting of what you think of this podcast. <laughs> so, if you could leave a little review, that'll be amazing. Um, also, if you could share this, share this with a friend, maybe two friends, maybe many friends. However many friends you'd like, send them a little. Oh my god, this is amazing! It's gonna totally change your life. You know, you don't have to just send that, but you can send anything you'd like. Um, That would really help. That would help. Because I don't have any ads or anything, and I'm very slowly running out of money. (laughs) So, that would help. That would help. Okay. And I might start a Patreon in the future, but that might be in the future when there are more listeners. Okay. So, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Joyfulness broadcast out.